Hello lovers, and welcome to this very sexy episode of Valentine's Day special of the ins and outs with myself, Jojo, and the very gorgeous Pollyanna Wilkinson. On today's episode, we are going to be giving you a roundup of mine and Polly's ski trip that we've just returned from. We're going to be talking about our biggest hits, and we answer all of your Valentine's questions, including some dating stories, one involving a weasel. This week, Our podcast is sponsored by the very lovely Ancient and Brave. Mine arrived last week and I tell you what, it is, I I get it now, I get hype. It is absolutely amazing that it tastes like nothing, but the matcha and collagen, I mix in with some warm oat milk and it slips down a treat. I tell you, it's delicious. And the matcha is really good because it's not one of those grassy matchas. You know, some can taste like you're eating grass. It's not, it's not like that at all. It's lovely. It's a really great afternoon pick me up. It's a ritual. I get it. There's different ways that you can take collagen and it's part of your morning, day, evening ritual. And I am loving it. So thank you very much, Ancient and Brave. Go and check them out. Ancientandbrave.earth. Hello, love. Hello, my darling. How are you? I'm all right. I'm How okay. are you really? Should we talk about this? <laughs> How are you really, Polly? Well, because Polly and I just got back from her weekend skiing in the French Alps, and I had a lovely time. Polly, let's t- let's talk about your experience of our ski trip. Where well, do we start? The floor is yours. Let's just say that skiing has humbled me. <laughs> I am I am deeply humbled. Which, okay. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I know, you know, people say it's good to go out of your comfort zone, isn't it? But I, I skied once, I think I was 12. I can't quite remember. Can I and just I, back up a second here? When we first went on this ski trip, and you're like, I really want to go on a ski trip, JJ. This is yeah. part of your, I'm trying every, all these new things. I said, yeah. great. I blame very Dr. Tara. <laughs> gave, very, very much gave me the impression that you could ski. And I, I could at you, 12. Yes, but actually, I think you actually said 16, not 12. I think I got my we time on, I think When we just after we had some tears on a blue run, trying to kick you down after lunch. I think it was, I don't think I was 16. I think I might have been 12. <laughs> I can't remember. I just know I was a kid. At which point I was like, have you actually skied? <laughs> no, but do you know what? When I, I went on school ski trips, one or two, I can't remember. And I remember very easily traversing down all sorts of slopes. So I could ski and I did um, pre-COVID, I was meant to go skiing just before COVID hit, it got cancelled. And I went to the snow dome, I was fine. So I was like, oh, this is, you know, one green run and I'm, I'm anyone's. And it turns out that's not true. Well, another little clanger is that um, <laughs> Brad, it was up to Brad. I mean, Brad, to be fair, did a sterling job of organising our ski trip. He is, absolute he's legend. My absolute hero, he's amazing. And we had a right good giggle, après. Um, but... Brad, in the process of organising, organised a ski instructor for Polly. <laughs> and now when you sort of think of the ski instructor that you might want in the French Alps, Polly didn't get that one. No, I was hoping for a sort of burly French man, man that would carry Fr- me down a slope if I struggled. And, yes. You know, something nice to look at. It's never a bad thing, is it? So I didn't really, get that. No. What did you get, Polly? I got a, a, a very lovely lady... I, of 
of later age. No, she wasn't actually. I think she just had a very, 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 very strong smoking habit. I think I, she was actually our age. But... A lady of indiscernible age. She was fairly stern and um, a little bit scary. <laughs> and was missing a few teeth. Well, look, yes. So I, I think skiing has has humbled me and taught me um, as much as I love you all. And actually, I had the best time. What a lovely group of people. Probably wiser to go skiing with, with fellow beginners rather than trying to... Um, trying to keep up with well not that I could even remotely keep up with you I couldn't even access the restaurants because they were too far away and too high so poor Brad had to give me the ride of a lifetime I had to sit on the back of his um snowboard like a toboggan wrap my legs around him which uh you know was as enjoyable as you could imagine it was and he had to um toboggan me down to lunch which he did I felt part humiliated and, and part very gleeful so so that was sort of day one. So day one was was not the most fun. There were a few tears. And then day two, you went at it again. Well, day one, there were only tears because we were trying to get down before the lifts closed and accidentally found ourselves at the top of a blue run. And this gal hadn't really even. For, for those non-skiers, blue is like, green is the easiest, blue is the second easiest, red is terrifying yeah. and, and black, don't even get me started. So blue, yeah. I wasn't ready for blue. But... Um, it, do you know what? Your Lisa, one of your dear friends that we went with, and you shepherded me down that mountain, tears down my face. The problem is what we did. <laughs> Post lunch, we got a bit stuck into the rose, having just a jolly old time in the sunshine. And uh, we missed the last lift down. So we sort of were in this little, we were in this sort of little, bowl. I guess you could call it a bowl with two lifts that were closed. And there there was Polly looking at us with this terrified look on her face, like, how the fuck am I going to get out of here? And Lisa and I, like, side-eyeing, like, ha, ah, this is fine, this is all good, come on. So we sort of shimmied you sort of across to this blue run, which I can, in, obviously, I mean, I've, like I always said, so lucky I've been doing this since I was a dot, so I don't feel that fear, but I understand it now because I saw it in your eyes. <laughs> and... And I had a little so, cry. You had a yeah, big I made cry. of stone, I mean, so to cry is... I, uh, it is yeah. actually one of my hobbies, getting Polly to cry, actually, real <laughs> tears. So that was that was a winner for me. Um, but there she went. She pootled down. She did re- you did so good. I didn't fall on that one. I think we knackered you because you're using bits of your body that you haven't really used before. And then, so we got you down um, in a bit of a state, and then, but lovely, all fine, had a lovely evening. And then the next day you went up again with your ski instructor... And I think you were just exhausted, weren't well, you? Well, look, the next day, the ski instructor heard that I did a blue without falling Brum. over and went, very well, Polly, very well. Well, sucking on her Marlboro Red. <laughs> she, rather than maybe kicking me off on a gentle green just to check, you know, that the knowledge had, had gone in, she went, right, let's go straight up two ski lifts to a fairly unsavoury blue. And uh, I proceeded to fall over and over and over until I fell so badly that I've torn my meniscus. <laughs> and then I had to ski down the mountain with a very sore knee and what I haven't told you Jojo is I had to ski down a blue then a green and at the bottom I threw up because I was in so much pain <laughs> I, got, I got to the loo though I, I wasn't on the slopes I really felt quite terrible for you and then Joel our friend who we were with whipped his knee brace off and stuck it on Polly's leg and to be fair beyond that you were, you were still pretty great fun I'm sure there's lots of weeping behind the scenes but I'm sorry Paul. No, maybe no more ski holidays. Do you know, I think I'm more cut out for the beach. 
Do you know what though? You also you did this for your boys. So I did. The reason Polly actually took this challenge on was because she wants to ski with her boys. So I think that's pretty amazing that you did I that. I think I might just and send them on the school trips now and maybe I'll I'll go to the beach. Just, it's, um, I think also the next one, we were skiing, for anyone that knows that we were skiing in Morzine, Chatel and Avoriaz. And of course, all the sort of, the action is up on the slopes and to get to the slopes, you've obviously got to ski to get to them. So I think next time, perhaps just a ski resort that is sort of a bit more of a all-in ski Do outfit. I think it's a bit nuts though, that even if you've injured yourself, they won't put you on a ski lift down. You've got to get your own way no, down. They, unless you they should have, they should have done. It's, I mean, um, there were lots of blood wagons running, like, hooning oh, around the mountain. I saw God. lots of people strapped into those things, racing around. They do, like, it's really funny, actually. I don't know if you, I don't know if you manifested that this was going to happen because that morning, I Polly insurance. actually went and got insurance, didn't you? <laughs> you actually got insurance that morning. Um, anyway, that was it. our, but apart from that, it was the most brilliant. It was amazing to go away with you, Paul. We had such a giggle. And, and look, were... highlight for me was sharing a bath under the stars with you, darling. Oh, oh we haven't shared that, actually. We'll have to well, share not a, not a naked bath before everyone gets too excited. It was, it was no. a, swim, a swimming costume bath. Involving wine. Yeah, but it, but was, it, was, a, it was a wood-fired, not a hot tub. I'd call it a bath because it was the shape of a bath, wasn't it? Glorious. We actually, never, what we did is we actually sat in it, not sort of soaking in the, the stars. We sat there talking about how we could design our gardens to incorporate one of these, one of these hot tub things. Because it. it was so like a wellness area. Imagine having a full on ice dip tank, one of these fired up sauna baths and then a, actually a sauna as well. Can you imagine? The I, downside I is home. though, is it did take four hours to get hot. So, you know, it you did. have to be very organised with your hot tub. In. And that about 12 people got in it. So it sort of started to turn a very strange shade mm, of brown. It's a lovely human soup. The human soup. That's it. So we're back safe and sound and Polly's off one knee for about, what, three months? Three months. So that uh, Peloton oh, treadmill oh. was a great investment. <laughs> so just, how, how else are you? My dear otherwise, one. Otherwise, my love, I'm, it's, it's good to be back. It's good to see the kids. But I'm off again today, actually. I'm, I'm, on a, I'm flying off on a jet plane because I'm going to Botswana this afternoon. Um, for my mate. I know. I'm, I'm so excited. And I'm going with my superstar uh, head, head of design, Lizzie, um, my right arm. And she's coming with me. And um, we're going off to explore this incredible lodge in Botswana. So it all feels very surreal. I've never been. I've never been on a safari. Um, Do you think you'll get to go on a safari? Will you get to go and... The lovely clients did say, when you're there, if you get everything done, please do go. Go and go on the boat, go on, go and do a, what do they call, game drive. Oh, what a treat. Honestly, like such a treat. I don't know if my, I I think it's something like 38 degrees out there at the moment, so I'm not sure my skin is going to know. I might scare off the elephants with this sort of pale shade of grey that I am. How do you Um, feel about working far away? Do you like it? Do you like business travel? I'm always very torn. I'm very lucky because I love, love. I always say I love my team, and therefore, if I got to travel with any one of them, I'd, I'd enjoy it because I enjoy their company. Yeah. Um, and therefore, that's quite good fun. And the clients I work with are ace. But um, it is hard to be away from the kids. I'd say that's the only thing I struggle with when I travel is that I miss, I, I do miss the kids, even if it's for a few days. Rocky's at that age where she's, she's four in June, and I even just when we went skiing, we went away for what, four, four nights, and we, I got back, and I genuinely, she's changed. I cannot comprehend how their hair looks longer and they're saying all these different words and I think it's just this really special special age I mean I, I, I always think I would go again I'd want another baby I'd oh, love another baby I really would yeah and actually even Brad got the he got the twinge the other day as well I genuinely I think if I had a few years on my side I'd probably go again because I'm completely mad and I've like I haven't got enough going on in my life 
I think this is completely normal. And from what I understand from, you know, parents who are coming out of this, this sort of toddler phase, you do start to miss them already. You start to think about, oh my God, I just, I, I don't want them to grow up. And it's a really funny, I had this little pact with, with Ziggy, where I say to her, you're not allowed to, you're, you've, you're not allowed to, what's our pact? You're not allowed to grow up. And she's mm-hmm. like, I'm not growing up, mummy, I'm not. And then she's like, oh, but look how long it. my legs are getting. Oh. And I don't, yeah, I don't want them to grow up, but I do. I can't wait to meet them when they're teenagers and I can't wait for them to oh, come home with their boyfriends. I can't wait for my boys to be teenagers. I think I'm going to be a good teenage boy, mum. You are. I find, you really I find, are. Um, I find business travel really tough, actually, because if we do travel, it's usually quite far away. It's usually the US, which I love. But equally, there's something about being an ocean away from my babies, a big ocean, that, it is, that makes it? me yeah. feel very wobbly. And I hate, hate, hate flying without them. Because I, I don't love flying at the best of time. I, I get in my head and I get scared. But then I have sort of worst case scenarios in my head. So I, I don't like being an ocean away from them. It feels No, funny. it's a long way. This is going to be the longest trip I'll have been away from them. This will be nearly a week. Oh, which love. is quite, I know. What about you? What's going on in the studio? We are have oh, we've got some of the really, such exciting projects about to be built. Because it's, it's. You know this, but I think sometimes with landscape design, it takes even longer. It can be the gardens we designed two years ago are being built now because we've been waiting for planning and all sorts. We've got the most delicious, delicious garden in the Cotswolds and then a couple in Surrey and then one in the New Forest. They're, oh, God, I can't wait to see them built. It's so exciting when that design starts to come a reality. And then so we've got that going on in the background. But then also we've got some very yummy ones on the drawing board which I can't say much about yet but oh my goodness it's it's a really exciting year full of some scrumptious ones and they're not all country some are in in town because I love doing a London garden oh can I do you know what I'm going to give a can I just put this out there now for anyone that doesn't know our studio is in London we are in Notting Hill the lovely Notting Hill because I used to live there and I couldn't bring myself to leave so I thought let's plant a studio there and I I'm desperate to get some London projects. So if anyone is out there who would like their house doing in London, can you just give us a call? Don't assume that we just do, you know, lovely big country piles here, Same. far, there and everywhere. We do London, guys. I love London. We don't Come get them as often, but I absolutely no. love the London ones. They're, they're yeah. actually much more challenging because they're usually small spaces, tricky access. Oh, bring it. Come on. Yeah. Love them. All that. So yeah. it's a really fun time and my brilliant team are being wonderful so other than the knee and the ear infection and I've still not kicked whatever that damn bug was like it's still hanging around everything's great but look dude this is our valentine's edition oh I know my love which means we've got some valentine's themed questions oh okay this is what you've um, been planning with Andy because I don't because I've been so off, off air that I don't know what's going on and this you're is bringing it. stuff on me aren't you beavering away like a little cupid okay go on and I've got some Yummy questions. Let's start. So you with... asked. You asked him on your. You asked on the ground, and you asked some Valentine's Day. Was it funny questions? I did. So I asked for Valentine's themed questions, which we have. I also asked for Valentine's themed stories, but we'll save them to the end because there's some absolute classics. Okay. So first up, we're going to start with just a, a quick and dirty one from Kay. What's your biggest ick? I beg your pardon. What is your biggest ick? Oh my, you didn't say that. You said something else. What's your biggest dick? <laughs> you just said, what's your biggest dick? I want to know that too. <laughs> I said, what's you your biggest dick? Said... <laughs> it, that kind of, you said it fast enough and it said, and I was like, I don't know if I want to go here. 
Oh my god, that would have been a I, I apologise, listeners. Hold on, so what's my biggest ick? What is your biggest ick? You've got one. So my my ick, a, a big ick. So I've got a high level ick and a deep ick. The high Go level on. ick, shit shoes. I can't stand ugly shit like, shoes. Bad shoes. Okay, so what's a bad shoe? But I, I've got a problem with. I've got a problem with people that wear probably anything ergonomic. Ergonomic, exactly. Like something like an echo shoe, or just a bit practical. Don't go Any, so, anything just too practical. Those practical, practical Nancys, apart not from like a blundstone. Though there is nothing more yeah, attractive oh yeah, than a man in a blundstone. No, oh, they're sexy. Yum. But like ugly shoes, and then my biggest ick is um, sorry. Men... So, so did you say that? What's your biggest what? I'm okay. Biggest, biggest. ick. My biggest ick is uh, men that get very over emotional about sports results. Okay. You know, it's fine to be disappointed, but ones that cry or, or actually um, are in a genuine sulk because men playing with a ball did not achieve what they wanted. I Absolutely not. Like you can be disappointed, but if it's starting to kind of um, impact how you behave that day. I think unless England are playing in the rugby and then I'll, I, I appreciate everything you're saying. No, no. Oh, no, I'll tell you what. It's, it's okay. people that just go on and on and on about themselves. Forget Just to ask questions. Don't ask questions or don't listen. They ask the question because they really want to answer it for themselves. That one. Just, just like to smell of their own farts. Love the smell of their own, don't we all? Okay, so right. that's anyway, your biggest so that's ick, ick covered. Yeah. And then um, next one. I enjoy this. This is this is more of a kind of, uh, this is an innie question, I guess we could say. I love this. How do you make a bedroom subtly sexy with decor without looking like a brothel? And that's from Lucy. Yes, Lucy. Lucy wants a sexy bedroom. Yeah, it depends what your definition of sexy is, isn't it? Because Subtly to sexy. me, I'd say it's the lighting. Lighting is absolutely essential in a bedroom because you mm. want to see what we're up to. You definitely well, want to see Not always. Sometimes you I, don't. I think you say that. I don't think, I think you need to... You like you a like clear view, if you, like, if you like what you're touching, <laughs> you need to be embracing it and seeing it. But you don't want to see it in like, you know, lit up like a Christmas tree. You just want to... Well, maybe you do. I don't know. So I think lighting is very important. You can get some (laughs) dimmable bulbs, perhaps. um, Set them, set the mood. Um, You know, when you just want to like go clap, clap, and then the blinds go down and the lights go low. Bit of Barry White comes comes on. on. Barry White, Barry White comes on. It's like subtly Um, sexy. So perhaps not sort of big metal rings attached to your wall for no, or a red light hanging from the ceiling. Oh. what no, about sheets? I would say lighting Do you have key, any strong but... feeling on like sexy sheets? I, sexy well, I mean, sheet? I love silk, silk pillowcases are sexy. Rubbing your head on a silk, silk pillowcase, but I'm not sure what I think about silk bed sheets, like the full galore. Go slippering um, around on but that But I just one. think, this, uh, I think sexy is, oh, I tell you what, okay, another one. Declutter. If you've got like yesterday's clothes hanging off the end of the bed and you've got stuff all over the floor and you've got this clutter, your bedroom should be, by the way, guys, clutter free. Because this is a place that you're sleeping. You're not meant to see loads of like, it's not meant to stimulate you. Your bedroom is meant to be a a non-stimulatory space. You don't need lots of pictures, little pictures everywhere and bits and bobs and stuff and bags and I don't think I've ever walked into a tidy room and gone, fuck me, that's sexy. It's sexy. I beg to differ. Tidy. I bet you would. And you do. Uh, you what, do. What You've about... walked into my bedroom before and gone, God, this is lovely. Lovely. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't call it sexy. 
But would you think, you know, yesterday's pants hanging around on the floor is sexy? No. Like someone out there would, my friend. Someone out there mm. definitely would. But I would say lighting, declutter, make your bed, fresh bed sheets, always. Any like colours? Sexy colours? No, I would say go with all. Should you go like dark and moody? Neutrals. No? I think this is quite extreme though, isn't it? We're going quite extreme here. Sure, subtle sexy. She's subtle sex. Sexy. Subtle sex. You know, I'd go so, subtle. So neat and tidy, mm. sexy lighting. Lighting. And, and fresh bed sheets. Maybe yeah. a silk pillow. Maybe a silk pillow, yeah. Maybe just a pot of lube on the side table. Well, just or to, you could have encouragement. A pot of lube. Well, like a hand lotion, but, but not. Hand. No, I don't mean... Insta- don't, I'm not implying that you use that as an alternative. I mean, some people have hand lotion by their bed for their hands. I was just literally saying like straight up lube, just, if that's just, what you like. Oil? Would we put that in a drawer? Sensual oils. Or do you want that on display? Well, I th- what I'm trying to say is that if you're trying to encourage the sexiness, it could just be like your partner walks in and goes, oh, it's that kind of night. Fresh made bed, lights are low, lube on the bedside table. It's a bit like one having of those nights. collagen by your kettle, have the lube by the bed. Yeah, but you, if that's a different, that's slightly unsexier, isn't it? I'm talking, you're, you're luring them in, you're trying to get them in the mood. Gotcha. Okay, I think we've gone really deep into that. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Andy. Yes, <laughs> Thank candles. You, Andy. Very good idea. Yes. Don't put the candles too close to the lube because we don't know if it's flammable. So just <laughs> health and safety sorted there. Pop it. Maybe put them away. But lighting, yes, lighting. Not just the lighting, the electrical lighting, but candles. Can I just ask you about candles for a second? Of course. Yeah. Like, do you visual aesthetics of a candle? Do you have a preference in the like a style of candle? Absolutely. The candle, the, the, what the candle comes in, the, car- the candle carrier, uh, the, the, the vessel that the candle is poured into is extremely important. Yes. I go for the vessel before I pick up and smell. So that's extremely important. So yeah. I love anything that looks quite organic, like sort of stone or like a, a love brown glass. Love it. Or like a dark green glass or black. Do you like the dip tea candles? Those are sexy. They are, but. Yeah, I, I do like them, but I probably turn them. I don't like labels. I'm a bit of. I'm not a label person. I don't like sure. like labels and things. So that's um, yeah. But obviously, smells important. But the the vessel is as important. Okay, well there you go, Lucy. I hope that helps. Go get your sex on, girl. As the queen of outies, does Polly appreciate roses? Love Ben. Who's Ben? Hi Ben. Hi Ben. Is this a this is a potential suitor? Potentially. Do I feel a bunch of roses coming on, Ben? I like roses in the garden. I'm not a massive fan of them as... Uh, I, I presume he's talking about as like a bouquet, if we're Valentine's theme. Love roses in the garden. But in terms of um, if I'm to be given flowers, obviously I'd be very grateful to be given anything. But I like seasonal flowers. I like what's what's growing in the country at the time. So Valentine's Day is a tricky one. But actually, I would be much happier with some spring bulbs at this time of year than I would anything that's been grown in a hothouse. I really... And that goes throughout the year. I much prefer a looser, wilder feel of preferably things grown in this country to roses. If you were to take a bunch of roses, what colour would they be? Do you like a red? I mean, I'm thinking, I, I suppose, because the obvious thing on Valentine's Day is to is buy a, a big rose. old bunch of red rose. Do you know what? I find roses um, quite triggering because when I was at boarding school, Valentine's Day, there was a system and you could buy a rose for someone and have it sent either anonymously or you could put your name on it for £2 or you could buy a carnation for one. And it was such oh, that the carnation was a smack in the face. It wasn't. It was still very sweet at the time. But, you know, the, the carnation was, was the lesser of the two. And also, I, I genuinely hate most carnations. Not all. Me too. Um, so for me, roses and carnations are very loaded with, like, 
teen angst and who's going to get a rose oh. and who isn't. So I think it's also yeah. around Valentine's Day. You just have roses shoved in your face from all angles, don't you? You've got people on the streets just sticking a single rose in your face and, and they're just everywhere, aren't they? You they think, can feel actually, very artificial. I, I would also say, any chaps out there listening, don't assume to go down the red rose route because actually you might, I think, actually go a bit more thoughtful. What does yeah. your partner actually really like? Because I'm exactly like you. I'd much rather a bunch of wild mixed up tulips and other bits and bobs rather than a big old bunch of roses yeah absolutely but if i was roses are also so expensive they are they they rock it it's outrageous how much roses are at valentine's day um, the colors i like are those kind of um blushy apricotty almost beige I, i i like those not conventional not white not red those sort of off colors yeah me too much more neutral those are stunning but i think i'd love i'd like more of a sort of parrot tulip i think like a lovely sort of there is nothing I love more in this world than a parrot tulip, Jojo. Yeah, I just actually, I can say this because she's, but I just sent my mum the biggest bunch of these beautiful pink torn tulips. They are absolutely yeah. the most stunning thing. Big old bunch of them. Through a little get well, you've got a load of parrot tulips coming up in your garden, my friend, because uh, I, well, I ordered they are them for you. Blooming everywhere. Gosh, can we just quickly talk about the bulbs? They are literally popping their little heads up they left, are. right, and centre. I am so excited. I feel like I'm going to get back actually after my trip and they're just going to I'm going to start to see real but life I, in the garden the daffodils it's happening you've reminded me of a tip that I need to share if you have tulips in pots you need to be starting to water those pots just do it once a week but the tulips will be stubby they they need water four to six weeks before they flower which we're getting there now aren't we so make sure if they're in pots, don't worry about the ground. And if, if you say, oh, it's rained, rain is not enough to go through to the bottom of a pot. Once a week, just water a pot. So at the moment, even with rain, it doesn't necessarily mean that the centre of your pot is drenched in water. I mean, whack a finger in there, but it's very unlikely that rain has got all the way down to the depth that you planted that tulip. And it needs to be at bulb level. You know, don't just drink it on the top. So just, just keep on tip. top of that. So if you've put Great them under tip. cover, for example, go water them. Okay, brilliant. Thanks, Paul. Okay, I've got another one for you, actually, my love. Let's hear it. Uh, here, and let me just say, it's all this sheet here, right? Uh, oh, oh, this is a goodie. What is it? Is Polly dating, asking for a friend? Ah! Is that? Does Polly have her very own Mr. Big? I actually do have my own very Mr. Big because he's very tall. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Are we allowed to know more about him? You are allowed to know. He's very tall and okay. incredibly lovely. Oh. And that's all I shall say for now. Okay. There you go, guys. Polly has a Mr. Big. We're going to call him that now, <laughs> going forward, Mr. Big. Okay. <laughs> I love it. How, ex- how exciting. Yes, well. Does he, is he an innie or an outie? He's an outie. But he is. Okay, JJ. So moving slightly more to, to a more relevant topic of interiors, but still keeping it Valentine's, I've got a question from Nix. Hey, Nix. The pop of red theory, is this a fleeting trend and does it apply to gardens as well? So it's kind of any and outy question. But this pop of red, I wasn't aware of until very recently and now it's everywhere. It's everywhere. So the theory is, is that a pop of red in any room will make the room look better in my opinion so for instance so you could take an example as a cupboard so imagine you've got a very neutral kitchen and then the cupboard has been painted a really dark red and it adds this kind of pow factor this like wow factor of course it's going to do that 
But I wouldn't say it's the case if you suddenly stuck a red cushion on a sofa, because I think if anything, that's just going to look quite out of place. So I think the only way it works, this this red colour theory, is if you really consider how you're using that red and if it's done thoughtfully. Is this a long-term fact? Because obviously red in fashion has had a real moment and I've I've kept away from it because red makes me look absolutely horrendous. I love red, actually. You look sensational in red. Your wedding dress was red. My wedding dress, so I love wearing red, but I don't like red in interiors. But then I say I don't like red in interiors. It's like any shade, let's not go, let's not. Um, be biased here about shades because there, there's red and there's red there's that you've obviously got mm. on your on your color wheel you've got that very vibrant primary red mm. but then you can go add browns to it and it becomes a really lovely muddy red and that those I adore and I use them a lot in my interiors so I would say they do something to add a certain warmth if your room feeling is very feeling very cold and flat then a lovely subdued red is going to help and do wonders to make it feel warm and sumptuous and a bit sexy. So if you wanted to add that pop of red, if you wanted to try it, practice this theory, what item would you add? Because you're saying no to a cushion. I, I can see how that wouldn't work. What does it need to be? What kind of level of heft? Well, if you think about it, when you walk into a room and you see... Okay, say you walked into a room and then there was a, on the wall a bright red painting... It's the first thing you're going to see when you walk into that room. So you mm. walk in the, the instant your eye goes to that red thing, exactly as it would in the garden. If you suddenly had like, if you suddenly planted a red rose bush over in the corner, it's your eyes going to go straight to it. So if you have to really love that piece for it to work, I t- I wouldn't tend to do that one thing. I think I would slightly scatter the red. I'm more of a like, you know, have a bit of it in various like maybe three places as opposed to one place. But I, I, and like I say, I like it. It just depends on the shades that you're using. I'll just tone it down a bit. Okay. She asks if it applies to gardens as well. Yes and no is the answer. I like a pop of red from something like a persicaria at the very end of the summer when those hotter colours are out. I'm not a massive fan of loads of red. I find it quite um, aggressive. And a lot of clients do too. So we rarely, we rarely use it because obviously we're not going to put colours in that they hate. But a little pop of red at the end of summer and then obviously autumn, obviously. And same for you. You have those blazing, what are those blazing trees? The cornice, do you mean? The, yes. The, the bright red stems. So that's bright red, yeah. stunning. Pop of red in winter. Hello, yes. Those red yeah. stems, stunning. So not loads. I don't like it to be overpowering and it, and it can bring a really nice scheme, but I, I don't like it. And if, if you've got a really calming scheme and then you whack in some red, it can be, it can look really bizarre. Well, that's it for the question portion because I'm absolutely desperate to tell you some of these Valentine stories that we've got from the listeners because they are okay, brilliant. So what I propose is I'm going to read you the story. They're all very brief. And you tell me if it's in or if it's out. I'm going to start with a really strong one because this one made me roar after a few this is from Sophie thank you Sophie for making my day after a few dates with a guy I was invited back to his house to meet his pet is that a euphemism we're not sure and well the dating was going quite well so I thought that could be interesting yes 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 I had assumed his pet was a dog or maybe a cat but when we got to his house he broke the news that his pet was actually a weasel (laughs) which lived in his bedroom oh god (laughs) at which point i started to think i was really missing the point of his analogy and maybe he'd been talking about something different oh you can see you can see where she's going with this as in like do you want to see my weasel it's in the bedroom oh yeah 
Never heard of it called a weasel before. Oh. Anyway. I must have looked confused, and so he asked me to wait, disappeared inside, and came back with a taxidermy weasel in his hand. It was just too much. I wasn't sure whether to laugh or run, so I definitely ran. I mean, that's just... hes Either he's a really funny guy, like, so that's... I'm hoping that that's just, like, banter. That's pretty funny banter. I don't think it was. That had to be banter. Like, this just... He brought it downstairs, mate. It was in his bedroom. He brought it downstairs to present said weasel. Yeah. I don't think that's banter. Can you imagine no? being in the bedroom with a taxidermied weasel watching you? No. Maybe, no. It's not the one, that one. That's definitely an out. A stuffed weasel is out. Taxidermy weasels, out. Okay, we've got a few. I'm going to speed round here because some of them are good, some of them are bad. Uh, I had a boyfriend who gave my mother flowers on Valentine's Day but got me nothing. Oh, that's a bit. Maybe he likes some milk. Uh, that's definitely an out, pal. That's an absolute out. What was he thinking? What on earth are you thinking? <laughs> What are you thinking? I mean, obviously a massive suck as well, like major suckage going on there. But think about it, mate. Come on. Okay, right. Next. Okay, I went on a first lunch date with a guy who told the waitress I was his mum and then he got two lines of coke out. Oh, God. (laughs) That's got to be out. I had an awful first date with a very quick exit and a a Matrix swerved style snog attempt, which failed. He texted later to say, by the way, nice tits. <laughs> In. <laughs> she got a snog and she's got nice tits. No, I think she dodged In. the snog, pal. I think she did a full oh, on matrix. Like, the, oh, mate, like, whoa. Okay. Out then, out, out. Nothing in it for her, apart from great tits. Okay, how about this one? My best ever date was sea swimming with a complete stranger after a two hour walk. Heaven. In. That's a nice date. In. That's gorgeous, yeah. Oh, here we go. Small, small bassoonist is going to trump us all. Husband proposed in Tiffany's New York. Oh. End. Guy invited me on a date, took me to Pizza Express and paid for his share with Tesco vouchers. Oh, ow. No, that's what, that's, that goes into that tight, icky yuck. That's the ick, isn't it? It's the ick. I My mean, first... unless you're... Although, yeah, we have to be very careful here, actually, because I'm very much... I'm very much a half and half kind of gal. So if I'm on a date, I will put my hand in my pocket. And I don't think that men should have to pay for dinners and drinks. And it shouldn't be assumed that they do. So if he's saying he's taking you out for dinner, then he pays. As if you said, I'm going to take you out to dinner tonight, then you pay. Oh, yeah. I'm all all for a 50-50 split or me paying or them paying. Very important. It's the vouchers, isn't it? There's a level of frugality that you should probably just wait, wait a little bit. Like, do you know what? I've I've got, I've got single male friends and they said they get so stitched up on like bumble dates, you know, where they go on dates and it's always the man that's assumed, you know, that should be the one paying for the drinks and the dinner. And I think that's wrong, in my opinion. Wrong. It's it's an expensive old game dating, isn't it? It uh, is for men, yeah. So I think think it can be for women too. First date was a kiss under the stars in Cannes. Oh, God, these are great. Oh, it's definitely in, isn't it? This one fills me with complete joy. Uh, this is from the Spirited Allotment here. My third date was a Tinder guy. He came and helped me plant potatoes on my allotment. No one ever helped me and it made me stop and let my barriers down. And he is now my husband. Oh, that's very cute. Do you okay, know what? I that's think that's end. lovely. I think any kind of collaborative gardening, oh, it'll, be f- it'll finish me off. Oh, God, that's watch so out, lovely. Polly. She's going, because she's going to be crying in a minute. That one's an in, isn't it? So that's that definitely in. an in. That's an in. Oh. I broke up with a boy. He sang Lincoln Park in the end, then asked for the key to his heart back. 
But, but in, in the, the end, it doesn't really matter. Oh, that's quite yeah. a deep. That's a deep feeling man that wants the key to his heart back, isn't it? Are we going to say that's an that's an in? That's an I think, out. I think it's lucky. I think it's a lucky escape. I'll be honest. That's an out. So I think the prize for the best story has to be the weasel. The weasel, stuffed weasel, for the win. Well done. Happy Valentine's Day, Paul. Happy Valentine's Day, innies and outies. If you're not getting any love off anyone else, I hope you're giving yourself plenty of it in any which in way any manner you like. that you like yes we love you we love you we love you oh happy valentine's day you beautiful girl <laughs> i love you pal there's another episode of the ins and outs wrapped valentine's special please don't forget to like subscribe share with everyone share with your loved ones this week valentine's day what's a better valentine's gift than sharing this podcast with them i can't think of anything i can <laughs> a stuffed weasel <laughs> give them a stuffed weasel and share the podcast what does a weasel sound like? Sound. What do you imagine? What do you think weasel? it's a snuffler? No, do you I think, think it's, it's like, like a... a... <laughs> sound of a weasel. Are you ready? Yeah. A weasel sound. Here we go. <laughs> On that note, guys, please, please, I keep listening to the podcast this week. Please don't, let's not scare you off by our weasel noises. We will be back next week. Goodbye, pal. I love you. I love you more than weasels. Bye-bye. Love you more. (laughs) Bye.